with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Ryan Hickey back basically from the dead. This time last week had the flu just knocked me on my keister. It was a rough few days. So unfortunately had to miss the last show of 2023 last week. So happy to be back though. Feeling a lot better and excited to be back here for the first show of 2024. A happy Saturday. A happy weekend, and as always, thank you for making us a part of your weekend right here on CBS Sports Radio. I want to start today's show kicking off the biggest game in the NFL on Sunday night. Dolphins, Bills, AFC East division title on the line. But that's not the only thing I think that's on the line Sunday night. I think the future of Tua Tungabailoa will be decided on Sunday night. Tua's playing for his job. Tua on Sunday night is playing for his job. I don't think it's just the division that's only on the line here. Because if you are the Dolphins and you lose another big-time game against a over 500 team, how can you bring Tua back in 2024? If you lose on Sunday night and it's another offensive slog against a good team How can you truly run it back and say, you know what? For us, who is right now in a Super Bowl window, we're going to bring Tua back, and we're going to feel confident in him next year getting us over the hump. You can't do it, which is why I think Tua is playing for his job Sunday night at home division on the line. Because right now, if they lose this that game, I should say the Dolphins do, like this is a team that is very good, But I think Tua, at quarterback, has failed to make them a great team. I would argue on paper, the Dolphins are a Super Bowl-caliber team. Look at the names, especially on offense. Look at that roster. You can't tell me that they're not, just on paper, one of the two or three best offenses in the league. Reality is, though, they are not Super Bowl contenders. And I think right now the biggest reason for that, the biggest person to blame offensively, is the quarterback. It's Tua. Because he cannot play well against good opponents. This is a Dolphins team that overall, they're 3-7 and seven against teams above 500 since the start of 2022. They've lost seven out of their last eight games against playoff caliber teams. They have now consistently come up short when they play the best teams. No problem blowing out the bad teams. The bottom feeders, no problem. But when it comes to playing those elite teams, they struggle. They can't win. They can't win and and especially put up a good offensive performance. And so when you're built to win on offense, and when your offense consistently bogs down against good teams, how can you bring the quarterback back? That's why, for me, this game is not just about the division. It's about Tua's future. And if he does not play well, if you're the Dolphins, I think you guys are looking elsewhere for 2024 and beyond. You look at this season. The Dolphins have played five teams so far that are in the playoff race. In those five games, the offense has averaged 18. That's it. 18 points per game. Now, when they've played non-playoff teams, 
11 of those games, they've averaged 35.4 points per game. So 35 points against bad teams, 18 points per game against good teams. Again, the Dolphins are in it to, to win right now, right? This is not a young team building and developing. They traded for Tyreek Hill. You got Jalen Waddell. You got Raheem Mostert who's a little bit on the older side. You are ready to win right now. Let me ask you this. Is 18 points per game in the playoffs going to win you a lot of playoff games? The answer is no. And so for a team built right now, if you're at home with the division on the line and your offense puts up another stinker, how can you truly say we are bringing Tua back? How can you say, by the way, because next year is the last year Tua is under contract, fifth-year option, how can you feel comfortable in even thinking about giving Tua $50 million a year? I don't see it. I like Tua. I'm a big fan of his. I want him to succeed. But if he doesn't, on Sunday, I think if you're the Dolphins, this has to be the line drawn in the sand sort of game of you're either in on Tua, if he plays well, or you're out, and you got to find someone that can elevate this offense in big-time games because 18 points per game is not only not going to get the job done, it is way below what this offense is capable of. If they were just an okay offense, different story. Tyree killed Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, and you're telling me you're averaging 18 points per game? Unacceptable. And something's got to change, and that something has to be quarterback. I don't want to hear, by the way, well, Ryan, two is leading the league in passing yards. He's number one in completion percentage. Top five in quarterback rating. Tremendous. You know what? A lot of that is, is padded against bad teams. And so you can lead the league in passing yards. You can lead the league in completion percentage. Cool. Geno Smith led the league at completion percentage last year. Do you want Geno Smith on your team to win a playoff game? I certainly don't. And so Tua can lead the league in some uh, some stats. Nice. But if you don't play well in big games, what's the point? Right? At the end of the day, isn't we, we, we truly boil quarterback down to how you play in the big games. We focus on every game. Right? So even if you lay an egg against the Panthers... We're still criticizing you for it, even in a win. But in reality, why quarterbacks get paid $50 million a year, why some are praised and some are constantly criticized, is how they perform in the big games. Patrick Mahomes is paid $50 million a year, not to play well in Week 7, to play well in the AFC Championship game, to play well in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, same situation. You pay the quarterbacks, sure, to, to get you to the playoffs, but once you get there, we have seen one of the biggest separators in the playoffs is quarterback. You got one or you don't. He plays well in the big moment or he doesn't. And right now, Tua is in that latter category of not playing well in the big game, and what's the point of having a quarterback that can, sure, light up the Patriots, light up the Jets, light up the Panthers, but when the Bills come to town... When the Chiefs come to town, when the Cowboys come to town, when the Eagles come to town, you can't, he doesn't play well. Why would you want that in your team? You don't. And I don't think the Dolphins will just sit around and let Tua struggle in these big time games 
and run it back and say, all is well. That's why, to me, this game is so important, obviously, for the Dolphins as a team to win the division and get the two seed and have at least two, two playoff games go through Miami. Obviously, that's massive. But I think it's also massive to decide the future of your quarterback. This has to be one of those statement games. It has not gone well so far, especially on the road for the Dolphins. And that's another reason for me why there's so much pressure on Tua. You've played five playoff caliber teams. Four have been on the road. The Cowboys right now being at home a few weeks ago, was that Christmas Eve? That was the only big-time game the Dolphins played in at home. Everyone else has been on the road. There was one international game in Germany. But now this game is on your soil, in your building, in the elements you thrive in. If you still, with the nation watching on Sunday night with the division on the line, still can't play well and lose at home, I I don't know what we're doing if you're the Dolphins. In terms of justifying bringing Tua back in 2024, you can't do it. Because also you look around, right? I think a change has to be made if the Dolphins lose on Sunday and are yet again a wild card team in part because they lose to bad teams. And you look around the offense, right? Are you going to trade Tyreek Hill? No. Are you going to trade Jalen Waddle? Absolutely not. You're not moving off of Raheem Mostert. And you're not getting, you're not firing Mike McDaniel, who's a good offensive mind. The only position on offense you can truly change is quarterback. That's it. And that's why I think there's, again, it goes back to the pressure on Tua right now to play well in a big game. Or else I think he'll be looking and playing for a new team in 2024. Also, don't forget. Don't forget where Mike McDaniel has come from. San Francisco. The Kyle Shanahan tree. Why is that important? Because I would argue right now the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan specifically is the only coach in the league that does not care about the quarterback. He has built the rest of the roster to make the quarterback basically as irrelevant as you can make him, right? Obviously, quarterback's important. And we're seeing Brock Purdy's playing well and he's a big upgrade over Jimmy G. But with that said... There is so much there that benefits the quarterback that I think you can win with less. Do I think like I think Brock Purdy is good? Don't get me wrong, but is Brock Purdy the NFC starting Pro Bowl quarterback if he's on the Panthers? Hell no. Is he the NFC Pro Bowl starting quarterback if he's on the Commanders, who have some talent but dysfunction all over the team? I don't think so. He is a big time beneficiary of being in a system with elite offensive talent, elite offensive line, and an elite offensive um, game planner and play caller in Kyle Shanahan. The Dolphins are the AFC version of the 49ers. Offensive line has to improve. Don't get me wrong. For Miami, big-time area of improvement. But I like Mike McDaniel and his game planning. You have, Again, you have one of the best one-two punches, if not the best one-two punch receiver-wise, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Raheem Mostert has 21 total touchdowns, showing no signs of aging at running back. It's not, I mean, it's basically plug and play where you don't need a big name to come into Miami to play well. 
again, the 49ers, I think, are winning the Super Bowl this year with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Can you, if you're Miami, find your own Brock Purdy, whether whether that's a journeyman quarterback, whether that's a fringe guy like Justin Fields, whether it's a guy later on in the draft? They're, the pieces are there for the Dolphins offensively for a quarterback to come in and have success right away and not need to be the hero. So it's not like you're looking around and saying, oh, well, there's no real upgrade over to us. So what are you going to do? Why are we having this conversation? I don't think it's that hard to find a replacement. And I don't think it's that hard to find a quarterback that can play well in a big game. So let's keep in mind, too, watching this game Sunday night, Mike McDaniel coming from the 49ers tree where quarterback was viewed as interchangeable. The only team in the league that you could truly say the quarterback position was interchangeable, 49ers didn't, Mike McDaniel came from that tree. So there's a lot of pressure on the Dolphins in this game to win, but I think also on Tua Tungavailoa because I think this game will truly decide whether he's staying in Miami for the long term or if the Dolphins now got to start looking around and finding a quarterback that can get them over the hump the way Tua could not in 2023 and even in 2022 when he was healthy and playing. Tua's not shy about what's at stake here. He's been hearing the noise, and he was talking to the media earlier this week, and he basically let them know that, yeah, this is this game, everyone, we're aware how big the stakes are. So I think Tua is playing for his job on Sunday night. The AFC East division is on the line, but so is Tua's job. Who do you think right now has the most pressure on them here coming in into week 18? 855-212-4227. It's a weird week in the NFL because basically half the games are meaningless, whether teams are playing each other that are both out of the playoffs, like Jets Patriots, whether you got teams resting players like the Browns and the Ravens, but there are still some big, big, big time games with massive playoff implications. This one being Dolphins Bills, obviously one of them. I think for me, two is the player with the most pressure on him in week 18 because he's not just playing for the Dolphins to win the division. I think he's playing for his job. Who do you think right now is under the most pressure heading into the final regular season week of the NFL? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. On social media, at Ryan underscore Hickey, and the number three. Pressure, pressure, pressure. We will continue that conversation. Obviously, get your thoughts, but also continue that conversation when we return. I think the uh, I think I should say Tua is the player with the most pressure on him in Week 18. Heading into Week 18, I think Tua is the player with the most pressure on him in this final week of the regular season. The team, though, I think that's under the most pressure on Sunday. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. There will be no bigger disappointment in the NFL this season than if the Jaguars lose to the Titans on Sunday and miss out on the playoffs completely, which is absolutely on the table. This is a team that a lot of people thought would rise up into the Super Bowl contender category throughout the season, and Trevor Lawrence would play his way into even maybe the MVP conversation. 
And we could be talking about them missing out on the playoffs completely and losing a division to either the Texans with C.J. Stroud as a rookie or the Colts with Gardner Minshew starting 13 games for them this season. Either way, it doesn't matter. Texans, Colts, whoever wins it, if they win the division. Inexcusable for the Jaguars. That's a massive disappointment. For a team that a lot of people believed in, including my yours truly, I was in on the Jaguars this year, in large part from what we saw last year, the final six weeks of the season, that epic comeback playoff win over the Chargers. There was a lot of reason for optimism around Jacksonville going into this season. And if we are talking about a Jaguars team that is at home come playoff time, I don't see a bigger disappointment. Like, the Bills are obviously in in a similar category, right? They came in with higher expectations, you could argue, um, because they were already on that Super Bowl contender category um, where the Jaguars are still working their way up. And the Bills, just like Jacksonville, can be at home for the playoffs. But at least in to boil it down to Week 18 for a second here, at least Buffalo can say, well, we lost to the Dolphins on the road. Okay, Good team, on the road, tough game. If you're Jacksonville and you lose to what looks to be Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, whether Trevor Lawrence plays or not is irrelevant. You lose to the Titans in week 18 that forces you to go home? I'm sorry. That's a massive failure. I don't see a bigger disappointment. The Bills have failed to handle their their business at times earlier this season, which is disappointing. Don't get me wrong. But it's like the Jaguars have been much better. And losing to the Titans would be icing on the cake. And again, why Trevor Lawrence playing or not is irrelevant to me in terms of disappointment is because we've seen plenty of teams this year win with backup quarterbacks. Again, hell, the Colts could win the division with Gardner Minshew starting 13 of 17 games. And you, there's there's no excuse if Lawrence can play and it's C.J. Beathard starting yet again as to whether the Jaguars lose that game. I don't want to hear it. So for me, like, if you're Jacksonville, you have to win. Have to win. They, to me, have the most pressure on them here in Week 18 as a team. Tua Tungavailoa, to me at least, is the player with the most pressure on him in Week 18 because I think he's playing for his job. Not just to get the Dolphins to win the division. I think now he is playing for 2024 and beyond. If we see another offensive stinker, like we've seen Tua have and this Dolphins offense have in big games against good opponents this season, I don't see how you can bring Tua back here in 2024. How about yourself? What are your thoughts? Which player has the most pressure on them in Week 18? Which team has the most pressure on them as we enter the final regular season week of the NFL. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Ryan is calling from Detroit. What up, Brian? What's up, my friend? So, doing, uh, it's my first time listening to the show. Oh, so, nice. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and just assume that this is uh, a, just a topic. You know what I mean? you got to throw topics out there to get people talking. Because you can't be serious about this Tua business. What he he's coming up on uh, his the last year of his contract, the fifth year option. Yep. Their offense has exploded. There's finally continuity in Miami Dolphins offense, and Tua is 
what the Miami Dolphins are in a little bit of cap trouble. So it, it, they're going to have a late-round draft pick. So it's not like you're drafting a guy that's going to replace him. You can't afford to go and get Kirk Cousins. So you're going to pick up to his option. He does have a lot of pressure on him, but to say that he's playing for his job is insane to me. There's nobody that is – they're not in the position to replace him. He's performed better than he has all year. He's got a, his number one wide receiver on the verge of setting an NFL record. I mean, what more do you want out of this guy? He can't go undefeated. Well, the numbers are nice, Ryan, but don't you want your quarterback to play well against good teams? Like, I, the numbers are cool, but if they're coming against the Jets and the Panthers but, and you're crapping the bed against the Ravens and the Bills, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Well, you're, I mean, a lot of teams, win the Super Bowl now, right? Teams, well, I mean, a lot of teams come up against the Ravens and the Bills and, and come up short. I mean, they're an emerging team, uh, but uh, this guy uh, early in the year was absolutely killing it with with the statistics. He, he's held his own. There's been a couple of stinkers, but the, you know, nobody's saying the Dolphins are elite. But um, but but to, for Tua to be playing for his job, I mean, this guy, it's not. Uh, you know, this isn't Ryan Tannehill and, and the Titans on the cusp here. I mean, they, they've dominated. Uh, you know, they've run into a couple of injuries. Uh, so, you know, this this last game is going to be a little bit of a test. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think – I think the, the Dolphins will be taking monumental steps back uh, if they even were considering replacing two. I mean, who do you – who do you see as Tua's replacement as a, as a possibility that the Miami Dolphins could realistically go out and snag and still compete at the level that they're doing currently? I just talked about before, Ryan. I appreciate the call, buddy. This is, the, to me, the Dolphins are the AFC version of the 49ers, where you don't, like, it's the quarterback is, is asked to do the least amount and asked to carry the load the least amount of any other team. So could I have sat here at week one of 2022 and tell you Brock Purdy's answer for the 49ers? No. I don't even know if he's going to make the team. And now all of a sudden he got a chance to play and is, is going forward. That's what I think the Dolphins, like that's their quarterback future in the sense that they want to draft someone in the third round. Can I tell you that right now all of a sudden that it's not going to work? Absolutely not. Because this is this is a team that has a lot of weapons that make the quarterback's job a lot easier and if Tua can't do it, I think you got to trust Mike McDaniel can find someone else to elevate the team. You made my point for me before, Ryan. You said that the Dolphins are not an elite team. You are right. They're not. They should be. Look on paper. You said it before. Tyree kills on the verge. If he didn't get hurt, I think he's going for 2K. That ankle injury derailed that. But he was on the verge of going for 2K for the first time ever. Raheem Mostert has 21 total touchdowns. You have Jalen Waddle who... I would argue is the best 1A wide receiver in the NFL. And Mike McDaniel is a really good head coach with a, with a creative game plan. On paper, this team should be elite. Especially, by the way, in an AFC outside of Baltimore that no one has separated themselves. There is no clear number two team in the AFC. Again, Baltimore, put them out of the conversation for a second. Everyone else is in the same pool. The Dolphins have the most talent, especially on the offensive side of the football, to separate themselves away from the Chiefs, away from the Bills, away from the Jaguars, away from the Browns. They have not done so. So what are you going to go into 2024 when it's win now? Why are you going to waste another year running it back with a quarterback that does not play well in the big games? Again, you can light up the Panthers. Awesome. Drop 70 on the Broncos. So much fun to watch. 
But if you average 18 points per game against playoff teams, the way the Dolphins have done so far this season, how can you sit here and say Tua is the best guy for the job? He's not. I I like to. It pains me to say this, but it is true. If we sit here on Sunday night and watch Josh Allen go up and down the field and watch that Dolphins offense struggle to score 20 points yet again, what are we doing? What are we doing? Vinny's calling from Arizona. What up, Vinny? Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Thanks for taking my call, brother. Thanks for making it, man. What's on your mind? So, as much as I love agreeing with you, I honestly think that Josh Allen has more pressure on him to win this game because Miami's already in the playoffs, and Buffalo's still fighting for their spot regardless of I mean, well, they do need a few things to happen if they do lose, I believe. But yes, they can still make it with a loss. And the Bills have been established longer than what Tua and the Dolphins have. And there's been so much pressure since Josh Allen has gotten there to win and win now and turn the organization around, which, in my opinion, he has. But again, he's like an AFC Kirk Cousins. Like he, he just can't quite get over the hump. And looking at some of the key losses that he's had, like he's lost against the Steelers, which Mike Tomlin's a great head coach, regardless of what anyone says. First ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. as far as that goes. I mean, he lost to the Jets, the Jags, which the Jags, I mean, they could make the playoffs. But the Patriots, the Bengals without Joe Burrow, a dumpster fire Broncos team, like Josh Allen was one of the main reasons why his offensive coordinator got fired. So, in my opinion, he's fighting for his job because he hasn't proven that he can get over that hump and even make an AFC championship game, minus the one year. You're so. right, Vinny. Appreciate the call, buddy. Hopefully you're doing well, man. I they, I disagree in terms of more. I think Tua has way more pressure on Josh Allen for a few reasons. Number one, we do know what Josh Allen is. He does have at least a, a longer pedigree. So, if they make the playoffs this year, it is a one-off versus a career trend where, again, for Tua, really, we could say his career started last year. Brian Flores never trusted him. He wasn't really healthy early on. But so in this short sample size, it's been a story where at least Josh Allen's won playoff games and, and has gotten there and has gotten to an AFC title game. Josh Allen, we've seen play well against good teams. We've not seen Tua do that. That's number one. And number two, you said it. If the Bills don't make the playoffs, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on in the show, but if the Bills miss out on the playoffs, the OC, right? Well, we already saw Ken Dosa get fired. And I think Sean McDermott's getting fired. Like Josh Allen, his job is secure. He's not going anywhere. Whether the Bills win on Sunday or lose, whether they're in the playoffs or not, Josh Allen is the Bills quarterback in 2024. No ifs, ands, or buts. Right? That's locked in. I can't sit here and say the same about Tua. I can't sit here and tell you Tua guaranteed his back for the Dolphins next year. Which is why I do think he's playing for his job. And if he doesn't play well again, there are serious questions about his future where if Josh Allen does not play well and the Bills lose on Sunday, we're having questions about Sean McDermott's future. We're having questions about is Joe Brady the true answer at offensive coordinator for the Bills going forward. But we're not talking about a a Bills team uh, 
that's maybe going to be in the quarterback market next year. So Josh has his job secure. Win or lose, good game, bad game, he's back. Tua can't say the same about his future if he does not play well. So week 18 is almost here, a few hours away. Which player, in your opinion, has the most pressure on them going to this uh, regular season finale? A few big games here in week 18. Win and in with some massive, obviously, playoff implications. So I want to give you, at least from my perspective, the biggest key, the biggest thing I'm watching each of these games and also give you a very quick prediction here. We'll do it in rapid speed. Number one, Saturday night, game close to my heart as a Colts fan, Texans at Colts. This game's coming down to which team can get more pressure on the quarterback. I think the Colts are going to be able to do it. Only team in the league with four guys having at least seven sacks each. Go back to the first time these two teams played. They sacked C.J. Stroud six times. Stroud has been unbelievable when he's had time to throw. If the Colts can get him off his spot, which I think they can, slow down this Texans offense, and Gardner Minshew has been a, a lot better quarterback at home compared to on the road. Colts at home will get after C.J. Stroud. I think they win 27-23. They do not, though, win the division. The Jaguars do win on Sunday. Whether Trevor Lawrence is there or not, they beat the Titans to hold on to the AFC South, barely. But the Jaguars do win the division. Colts make the playoffs. Bears at Packers. Packers win and in. This game is coming down to red zone efficiency. The Bears are going to have no problem moving the ball up and down the field against this pathetic Joe Barry defense. The Green Bay defense stinks. But here's the thing. Not only will they move the ball up and down the field, they'll punch it in the end zone. They'll be scoring seven, not settling for three. This Bears offense, man, they have been good. 72% of the time they have made in the red zone, they have scored touchdowns in their last three games. Third best in the league. So they've been almost automatic converting in the red zone for touchdowns, while the Packers on the other end, just 20th in red zone efficiency in that same stretch. So they have not been scoring seven a ton, settling for three. That is the difference. Bears 31, Packers 20, Bears play spoiler at Lambeau Field and ruin the Packers season. Who gets the seventh seed? I'm going Seattle. Seattle does sneak in. They beat the Cardinals. And they will get the seventh and final spot. NFC South, I'm not going to go win and in just because there is a few scenarios there that could happen. Simple as though, Bucks win, they win the division. That's what will happen. You're playing the Panthers. Baker will be fine. Bucks will bounce back after what was an awful showing last week against the Saints. Tampa Bay wins the division, beats the Panthers. Home playoff game next week, most likely against the Eagles. Bills at Dolphins, the game we've been talking about a lot this hour. This game is coming down, I think, to only the Dolphins offense. We've been talking about it. It's on to them. If they can score, they win. If they don't, they're losing. That's it. I think Miami's defense, despite the injuries they have, with unfortunately now Bradley Chubb being the latest going down last week, I think despite the injuries, Miami's defense is going to keep them in the game. The Bills' offense has not... They, they, they have come back down to earth. 
since that ass whooping they put on the Cowboys a few weeks ago. So I don't think Buffalo's hanging 35 or 40 points um, like they did earlier in this season when they then these uh, teams met the first time in Buffalo. So Miami's defense will keep them in it. And now I think we're going to see Miami's offense play well enough to get the job done. 30 to 24. I think Waddle and Mostert both should play. So you get some help back now on the offensive side. And I think this Dolphins offense for the first time against a good team will finish strong. They've gotten off to good starts in a lot of these games. They though have then petered off and have struggled. That will not happen. Two will play well. Dolphins will win 30 to 24. Do not fret though, Bills fans. You are still going to be in the playoffs. I don't think the Steelers are beating even the backups right now in Baltimore. I think Mason Rudolph comes back down to earth. So the Steelers lose, which opens up the door for the Bills to still make the playoffs. And I think they will. So those are some quick thoughts here on some of the big time games here in week 18. But I want to get your thoughts. Which team has the most pressure on them in week 18? I think it's the Jaguars. Which player has the most pressure on them here in week 18? I think it's Tua. Brett is calling from Alaska. What up, Brett? Hey, what's going on, man? How we doing? Oh, not too bad. Um, so, as like a as a lifetime Dolphin fan, um, I've I've had the unfortunate feat to watch a ton of terrible quarterback play um, since Dan Marino retired, and bad decision making from the front office. You know, making a decision to not bring in Drew Brees, and instead they bring in Culpepper. Yeah, they cannot absolutely not make that same mistake with Tua. I have been skeptical of him since we drafted him. Um, I was on the more of the Herbert train, but what has he done? And you want to talk about injuries and everything. Tua was the guy that everybody wanted to tank for before he got hurt in college. Yep. And fortunately, uh, when he got hurt, Joe Burrow just happened to have some of the best receivers and just went on a run, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. I think Tua is a franchise quarterback. I think he is the Dolphins franchise quarterback, and I think one of the major reasons why is because you don't bring in uh, Mike McDaniel. He would be – he would contradict himself with – as much media attention has, as he has gotten with his love affair for Tua and how much he has taken him and built him into this quarterback. If they got rid of him and that was a McDaniel decision, that entire locker room would have no faith in that guy. I would disagree. I appreciate the call, Brett. Here's why. Like At the end of the day, players care about results. If we're sitting here... 48 hours from now, talking about a 31-13 to loss and the Dolphins offense again in a big game struggles to score. Like, if you're a Dolphins player on offense, how can you think, oh, yeah, let's bring Tua back and and no problem? This is not a one-off situation where the Dolphins just, oh, just they're they're in a rut right now. They can't figure it out. This has been now going on two years. And, like, the window to win is now. This is not a young team building. This is you get Tyreek Hill, you got Mostert, 
Hey, this is let's go. Let's go right now. Go take advantage right now of what has been an open AFC sans the Ravens. I, I just I guess at this point, I don't see I don't think Mike McDaniel is going against his word. He has been very publicly supportive, as he should be. He's the head coach. And two is his quarterback. Of course you're going to be supportive of the guy until he's not your guy. But if we're sitting here talking about another bad offensive game from the Dolphins, at what point do you say there's too many results in the negative to justify bringing him back in 2024? That's what I'm looking at. The Dolphins can't beat good teams. It's been a trend for two years. At what point do you say we got to change something to break this trend. That's why for me, that's where Sunday the line is drawn in the sand. A decision's got to be made. Steve's calling from Maryland. What up, Steve? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I had a question for you, but and I'll ask in a second. But I was kind of uh, I just hearing some of these two apologists, man. I, it was driving me nuts. Um, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Joe Namath was the last Alabama quarterback that had any sort of success in the NFL. I mean, especially, I mean, I get it. I mean, he can play in the saving era, but in the saving era, I mean, you have an, an all NFL offensive line every year. Your run game is unbelievable. They got the best recruiting class almost every year, at least in the top three, three or five. Anybody can play quarterback for that team and manage and be successful. And I, I'm sorry, but Tua is just another byproduct of you know, like you said, he's holding them back. He really is. I mean, I, I really do. I mean, there's no excuse for that offense to be struggling the way it has struggled. Um, I mean, they should be doing what the Ravens are doing, putting up like 40 to 50-some points a game. You know, it, it, there's just no excuse. And I, uh, like I said, I mean, he was probably one of the better Alabama quarterbacks that came out. But, I mean, I, you name a quarterback from Alabama that has come to the NFL and been successful, especially in the saving era. I mean, you just can't do it. Uh, you're right, Steve. I can't do it. Appreciate the call. Like, I, I personally, I hate the college, oh, you can't draft an Alabama quarterback. You can't draft an Ohio State quarterback. Like, you lump every other quarterback in there to make one sweeping generalization. I hate that, personally. But with that's like, so I'm not saying Tua was doomed from the beginning because, oh, he went to Alabama. But he's not played well since he got to the NFL. And now when you have Alabama-like weapons around you at the NFL level, you got to play up to the standard. And right now, two is not doing that. We just had Steve bring up Alabama. Let's talk some college football. What is going to decide the national title? I'll tell you. We'll do it next. It's Hick and Night right here on CBS Sports Radio.